This is your Week in Gaming, Episode 7, recorded for the 5th of May, 2023, to bring you all the latest news from the world of gaming. On today's episode of the podcast, I go Star Wars crazy, Chris goes AFK, Richard goes to Game Pass, and Sam bombs on Redfall. Welcome back, everybody, to Episode 7 of your Week in Gaming, and happy Star Wars Day for yesterday, and Revenge of the 5th today. No, 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 no. Oh! Apparently, timelines are incredibly difficult for Samantha. <laughs> We're recording on Wednesday, the day before Star Wars Day for the re- for Revenge of the Fifth release date on Friday. <laughs> so, Sam has clearly lost the plot. Uh, yeah, my brain's also- melting. <laughs> brain is melting. We've got Chris, who's AFK, and Richard, who is apparently imitating down with the sickness at the moment yeah bubonic plague i think yeah we've got chris who's <laughs> afk and rich who's mi no not mi doa yeah doa pretty much so uh we're going to be carrying this podcast but guys star wars day yesterday and uh revenge of the fifth today uh clearly just heavy star wars any of your favorites also harry potter day three days ago all right shut up andrew <laughs> sure <laughs> harry potter day three days ago uh do you have you guys played any star wars games what is your favorite star wars game of all time i like the ones that make you pay exorbitant amounts of money to use the main <laughs> characters <laughs> that feels like such an ea thing who actually publishes these things in case mm-hmm. you didn't know uh, I, I prefer some of the uh, the older ones, uh, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, uh, the old Star Wars Battlefront, Battlefront 2, not the terrible-ish remake that they did. Um, and uh, I'm busy re-downloading probably the best one ever, uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords. So, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and alienate our, at least 50% of our listening base and go, I don't like Star Wars, so I don't, I haven't played any of them. <laughs> Yeah, look, I I always, I straddle this weird line when it comes to Star Wars, like I appreciate the the franchise and I appreciate what it's done for cinema as a whole, but as far as the story goes, I can take it or leave it. I think it's it's deep and it it has spawned a lot of knockoffs and it's created a lot of innovation in the genre of of, of sci-fi and hard sci-fi, but it's... Yeah, I just mm. I'm not in love with the story. Like a little bit of incest, a little bit of weird green men, like in, in some... <laughs> not not wrong, <laughs> not wrong at well, all. Yeah. So but, uh, I think that I think the 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 law is has a lot to be desired, but I appreciate it as a, as a geek what it's done for my life in the long term, and therefore I yes. have respect for it. Uh, yes, I can oh, agree yeah. with that take. Gaming news now, and today marks a big day for Hogwarts Legacy, unless something weird happens between today, the recording on Wednesday, and the publishing of this episode. Uh, With the incredibly successful launch of this game on the Xbox Series X, the PlayStation 5, as well as PC, it is officially releasing on older platforms, namely the PS4 and the Xbox One consoles. Millions of players who have not upgraded to the newer gear yet will be able to enjoy this amazing open-world game come Friday, with the Nintendo Switch launch currently scheduled for the 25th of July, 2023. This launch raises two questions for me, though. Firstly, Hogwarts Legacy Game of the Year? Is it too early to call that? Secondly, do you think that the delay in the launching of this game means issues 
with the older gen ports of it or possibly smart play by the developer trying to fix anything before it actually goes to the older gens. When have developers ever cared about releasing a game that is good on launch? Can we... Not since the days of buying a CD and that's the game you have. Like, it's shipped, it's done, there, there is no DLC, there is no update. We we have freaking toasters for modems. There, there will be none of that. So, not since those days has a developer cared about a game going smoothly on launch so no i don't think it's that i um i was i was browsing through the the 2023 game releases today um when i when i read this and i was looking for sort of candidates that might go up against hogwarts legacy as game of the year um there was atomic heart which i think is maybe the biggest game so far this year that's been released that might uh sort of rival it but then there's also the whole russia thing so people were a bit uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to sound insensitive into like con- condensing down a war on a country into the whole Russia thing, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that probably put a bit of a blank stain on that game so far. I think that's the only one, maybe, that has any sort of chance. Um, this Dead Island Two that's just released now that might have a chance. Redfall was supposed to. <laughs> um, give it a run for its money um, and then there's also a Legend of Zelda game coming out later in the year um, there's Diablo 4 coming out that might give it a chance um, yeah, other than that I don't, I don't Street Fighter 6 maybe like, there's not much that, that I can see on the horizon that's been announced that can really rival hard against Hogwarts Legacy you know, this um, later in the year, this Baldur's Gate three that, that that's a big game, but is it mainstream enough to rival to to run for game of the year? Probably not. So I mean, it, it's it's in a good year for for Hogwarts Legacy to maybe claim it, but again, there's also you know it's a voting panel, and on that voting mm-hmm. panel is going to be the people that aren't going to vote for it because. Let's not discuss too deeply into why, but I think we <laughs> all know. Um, yep. So that that's probably gonna gonna dent its chances a bit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's got a good chance. That would be absurd to me, though. Like I do understand why it's happening, but <sighs> I always have to be so careful about what I say. But I am of the opinion of separating art and artist, and mm-hmm. I feel like given the success of Hogwarts Legacy this year, like the sales were through the roof and that was before it was ported onto previous gen and onto Mm. nintendo switch like the sales have been unreal and once that actually does get ported like those sales are probably gonna if not double then at least by like 50 percent. you know like it'll be a big increase so it would be weird to me if it was like this is a really good game but we hate jkr which to be fair she's terrible i do feel i need to put that disclaimer in there and so therefore this game shouldn't win it's like eh it's a bit weird. Uh, I actually was hoping that Wo Long would be a good contender, but it came out and people were not terribly impressed with it. So I was a bit, bit sad about that. So yeah, if you have an older console, haven't been able to try out the game yet, it's out now. Go have a look at it. I hope it's not a bad port to the older consoles. I really and truly hope it isn't so that you can enjoy how good of a game it is that us that on the on PC and new gen consoles got to enjoy. Starfield. Speaking of like Starfield, that's the other one that that has game of year potential <laughs> <laughs> when it gets released. Uh, yeah, speaking of like bad ports and bad performance and just overall bad, uh, Redfall has seriously bombed out, bro. Like it's being so okay. So I I have like a different opinion on the term review bomb. 
I see that as like people unnecessarily giving things a negative review in order to make it look worse than it actually is. I think what's happening to Redfall is genuinely people coming forward and saying, what is happening? Because the game is just not... It is it is the lowest rated AAA release of 2023, right? The, the types of stuff that have been coming through have been things like terrible, terrible performance on PC. I know that on Xbox, I think it's just on Xbox? Yeah, Xbox Series X, it's going to be locked at 30 FPS with a 60 FPS patch coming soon. You know what I was saying about back in the day with a CD and you, you had to have a complete game? Not a thing anymore. Now we just go, you only get 30 FPS, you can get 60 FPS in three months or whatever it is. I don't know for sure. Yeah, just a lot of complaints across the board. This is a $70 game. And from what I've heard, there is not enough content to warrant the $70. Like, and apparently the, the vampires are more annoying than anything else. I saw one guy describe it as like he wished he had a garlic bat and he could just like swash that around because they're more like pests than actual enemies like people are not having fun at all um it, it's been a complete disaster yeah i was uh, chatting to a couple of friends uh today actually about it one person that's playing and he he described it as a a far cry reskin with vampires which is it he said there's a lot of like very far cry-esque missions go there fetch that go here clear out this the fact that on new gen consoles, they're locking it at 30 FPS. It's like new gen spent- only XP uh, Xbox because the PS5 version was cancelled after the acquisition of Bethesda by Microsoft. So not new gen, just just Xbox because PlayStation 5 doesn't get the game. Thanks Microsoft. So I mean, it, it still goes back to the whole thing of like it's 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 a new gen console and you're locking things behind 30 FPS. Apparently, I have I haven't been able to confirm this, but uh, it was mentioned that. When you complete the story, when you complete the final mission of this game, that's it. You can't go back and maybe go and do some previous missions or whatever, even though it's an open world game. When you complete it, it's done. The only way that you'll be able to go and actually do those side missions and everything is by playing a brand new playthrough or hoping that you have a save prior to doing that so you can go and do all the other content. Because once you finish it, it's locked. It's done. Which is such a, a terrible way, I think, to 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 advertise your game as open world and everything and then oh when you finish the game that's it guys here's the credit screen rollout you want to play again uh start a new game it seems like a terrible thing and speaking of open world apparently the world is like empty there is so little actually going on in this open world you get to explore the vast fields of nothing and apparently there is like really limited matchmaking for co-op and a lot of people have said that this game is not great single player. So their reviewers are saying that it's better to play co-op, but if you don't have a party of friends, you now have to go into a queue where there are a lack of people who are apparently queuing, which isn't necessarily the dev's fault, but like, bruh. My favorite uh, quote from any reviews that I've read about Redfall is is from, a, um, from an article on End, End Gadget, and its title is Good Enough for Game Pass. That's like the summary of it. But the actual quote is, 
Redfall is not fit for public consumption. It may not give you salmonella, but Arcane Austin's vampire-infused world is unpolished, underpopulated, and littered with glitches. Like it, it sums, <laughs> it's, that's harsh. That's very that's, harsh. Do you know what? But the that is about is? that. That does basically sum up most of the complaints. Yeah. The problem is it's Arcane Studios. You just don't expect this. Yeah, you know they've got the pedigree of the Dishonored games, Prey, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. They were involved in one of the Wolfenstein games, so they have like they have it. Um, and the, and their last game was Deathloop, like one of the most critically acclaimed games of the year when it came out. So you just don't expect you just don't expect Arcane to release trash like this. And, and mm-hmm. it, it's it's one of those things that again calls back to the fact that it's released when it's not ready because a there's so much pressure put on game put on games companies to release their games on schedule. And the other thing is we have live patches now. So if it's not ready when it releases, we'll release it and we'll fix it. It's the Hello Games mentality of. Uh, mm-hmm. Of that, uh, what's, um, you know, the space game with the procedurally generated stuff, the name escapes. No Man's Sky. That's it. And Mm. when it it launched, it was the worst. It was the worst piece of game uh, on the back of a hype and the back of of a falsely advertised version of what it is. Mm. But go to it now and it's everything and more, you know, and that's because we have the ability to push out updates without needing to get people to go and buy uh, computer magazines with CDs on the front that have patches that only oh. release once every six months or whatever, you can just push out an update. So it doesn't need to be as ready and as polished as it was in the past. And this is one of those games that suffer from that. Uh, you know, this, it's it's just it's the the state of the way that games are produced now. Mm. Uh, open ac- uh, early access and whatever else. It's just how it works. Open now. betas. It doesn't have to be polished when it comes mm-hmm. out anymore. Speaking um, of polish, there, there was one thing that I just read now because I think it's so funny. And for the normal person, this isn't the, the end of the world it's whatever but this is a triple a dev so you expect better and it's little things like apparently the chimneys don't go anywhere like you can go into a chimney and then it's just like it doesn't go anywhere and like there are doors in the town that don't have handles that that just doors which again like whatever to the norm to the the, the average person but at a triple day a dev at at 70 dollars like you're expecting better (laughs) it uh, it definitely feels like it's bombed out maybe just like you know the no man's sky situation maybe a couple of months from now it is a great game after they've loaded it with patches and things but again i'm of the opinion opinion you can delay your game i don't mind waiting a year for your game to come out again but as long as when it comes out i don't mind even a day one patch you know hey oh, yeah, there's a small little thing and fix it but when it becomes this well when it's 70 dollars and you want to play an open world game that has been hyped and it just turns out to be terrible it's it puts a sour taste into a lot of people's mouth yeah, I think you don't mind because you're a rational human being. But <laughs> this... If you look at the fandoms and the, the crap that people do when it comes to stuff that gets delayed, like death threats and toxicity yeah. that comes out of fandoms, the, that sort of pressure is too much for, for game developers to hold it back again. And remember, this is a game that was supposed to come out last year. It's already been delayed to now. So they just don't have a choice anymore. Like, you know, unless you cancel the project, what do you do? You're not yeah. delayed forever. Yeah, big bomb. But if you have Game Pass, I suppose you can at least try it. 
It's a 77 gig game. I mean, <laughs> but you know what? If you want to, if you've got the space for it, go on ahead, be my guest. Do you remember when GTA 5 came out and we were all like, oh my goodness, it's a 60 gig download. It was the largest thing we've ever had through our internet. <laughs> yes. That's like the average game. You know, you'd like, you'd start downloading it on Friday. Hopefully you'll get to play it by Wednesday next week. Yeah. These days it's like just the average download for a game. Yeah. It's quite crazy. Anyway, last week we reported that the Microsoft Game Pass trial has been sunset and is no longer available but it's not over yet if you still want to try before you buy a stab at the service because microsoft has announced a friend referral program that allows you to give up give up to five of your friends a 14-day trial so they can try it out or join you in a multiplayer game that you want them to play with you but they're too cheap to cough up for the game to play it maybe redfall they can play with you if uh, if you want but but if you're if you're before you drop what you're doing and run to your Xbox to fire off the invites, this is a PC Game Pass only, which means that you can't do it on Xbox. Uh, it's just a rather strange move, but there you have it. The trial is only for brand new subscribers, of course, not those who have previously subscribed to the service, and obviously not those who are currently subscribed to the service. If you desperately want to know more about this, you can go to xbox.com and read all about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 14 day trial everybody who's who's gonna have it probably has it by now i'd imagine or at least has tried it i think this is possibly the lot like another reach for microsoft to get more people into their ecosystem we've we've spoken about it where there was that one dollar to get into the ecosystem see how phenomenal it is um i mean they've even had there was a stage where i think it was like a dollar for three months at at some stage so we got people to try all these new games and I've ended up being one of those people that have stuck with Game Pass, uh, you know, for the last little bit because it's it's a great way to play games. It almost feels like a cheaper way to play games. So I think this is just more, hey guys, come into our ecosystem. Look how great it is and everything. I don't, don't even have know to more. Pay seventy dollars for Redfall if you do. Exactly. You pay what is it like five dollars or ten dollars or your local mm-hmm. equivalent or whatever it $10 is. Ten dollar equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and you'll be able to play Redfall at a fraction of the cost. Plus, you'll have access to, or depending on the level of Game Pass you get, you could play other EA titles. You could play Farming Sim. You could play a whole bunch <laughs> of other games available on the other Game Pass. There's hundreds, hundreds of games that you have access to. And even if you just play one game, pretty much with the cost nowadays, you've covered your cost of the Game Pass for like seven months or whatever the case is. For what it's worth, Riot have a thing with Game Pass. So if you play Mm -hmm. League of Legends or Valorant, you get all of those characters unlocked. Plus you get XP boosts for the battle passes. It's dope. I just don't like like Riot and, you know, having to play games to earn your your, uh, Riot points or whatever it was, or Mm. the Blue Essence in order to purchase uh, champions constantly was is painful. The fact that I can now log into my league account, go and play my ARAMs and things that I really enjoy, you know, and just have everything available to me is so good. So big ups on on, on them and what they've been able to do. But uh, yeah, go get Game Pass. I just want to say it's really difficult to podcast with someone in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> bathroom and a shaved head. <laughs> a po- <laughs> Anyway. I'm sorry I'm distracting you, Richard. It's cold. I couldn't find a hoodie. I went to the bedroom. The first thing I saw was my robe. And I was like, that's what I'm putting on. No, look, I'm you sorry. don't look bad. At first, I thought it was a shirt. And I was like, sure, the guy's still wearing a button-up shirt at 7 p.m. 
<laughs> then I'm like, that's not a shirt. <laughs> and from there, I just didn't know what you just said. <laughs> I'm sorry that I I distract you, Richard, with my bathroom. I'll be honest; I hadn't thought about his his attire that deeply. So, um... well, welcome to my head now. <laughs> I just like you said earlier that you, like it's a good way to get into the ecosystem. I agree that it's a good way to buy into the Microsoft ecosystem, but. I'd love to see some sort of statistics, and I don't even know how you'd be able to work it out, on how many people have actually bought hardware because of Game Pass. I, I don't know how you would even quote, like, quantify that statistic, but it would be really cool to see how many people have gone out and bought an Xbox so they can use the Xbox Game Pass, or how how much of the influence of choosing that console if you only had to, the money to buy one of of uh, either Xbox or PlayStation, how how much the Game Pass ecosystem influenced the purchase of Xbox. Because to me, it's if, as, as somebody who counts pennies and doesn't necessarily have a ton of money for gaming, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm an adult and I have adult responsibilities, it's a huge swing factor for me. But I, yeah. I don't know, you know, how much of a swing factor it is. It would be really interesting to see that. I feel like Microsoft should release that. I think Microsoft have probably got very clever people in accounts and marketing and, you know, research departments that have probably got that kind of data and could, but chances are they want to just keep that kind of stuff very close. I do think it's very profitable for them. So in spirit of Star Wars Day yesterday and Revenge of the Fifth today, uh, I've got a promising playable. Now, when doing research for it, I did see that depending on which site you go to and which platform you go to, you're going to get mixed things. Some people say it's really good. Some people say it's really bad. Steam is currently mixed. So this is perfectly on my side. Do your own research before you go and purchase it. Don't come and shout to me, Penguin, you want a refund because you bought this. It's on you. All right. So I decided to have a look at Star Wars Jedi Survivor, a game developed by Respawn and then published by our favorite friends in the world, EA. All right. This single player title follows five years on from the events of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and follows the protagonist Cal Kestis. Um, This is a third person galaxy spanning action adventure game which follows Cal's uh, desperate fight as the galaxy descends further into darkness. The Empire has pushed people to the edges of the galaxy with Cal finding himself surrounded by threats, both new and old. As one of the last surviving Jedi Knights, Cal needs to make a stand against the darkest times in the history of the galaxy. Um, You can fight enemies with additional abilities of the Force. There's new lightsaber fighting styles to fight hordes of enemies or just single foes. Uh, You can discover untamed galaxies, get new equipment as you conquer the uh, the Empire's forces through a visually impressive uh, game, which tests both your problem-solving skills as well as your hack-and-slash abilities with lightsabers. Uh, You can purchase this game on most platforms for 70 US dollars or your local currency equivalent. May the force be with you. I had a look at this, and I'm a big fan of hack-and-slash games. Now, if you add a lightsaber to that, that's even better. From playing things like The Force Unleashed and everything, The Force Awakens, whatever it is, it was, I, I enjoy that whole hack and slash, especially with a lightsaber. It's so much fun. And this is both visually impressive. It follows on from uh, Fallen Order, which I've just downloaded to also play. This is going very shortly onto the uh, the playlist as well. It looks really, really nice. When did it come out? Star Wars Jedi Survivor? Sure, it was the other day, five yeah. years ago. Yeah, April. I was April. like, wow, 
I was like, I thought you were looking at an old game, and I was like, seventy dollars. I mean, I know it's EA, but five year old game for seventy dollars. But I was like, I'm sick, so I'm not really comprehending everything that's going on in my life right now. It's, it it wouldn't surprise me if they did try to push an old game yeah. for seventy dollars, but that's I, another that's, story. I just thought EA seventy dollars, or yeah, I suppose. <laughs> okay. like, but, but so the Revenge of the Fifth doesn't it make more sense as Revenge of the Sixth? No, so they. Sith, so, it's, sixth sounds Sith, more like fifth, 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 fifth. Come on, man. Sith, fifth. <laughs> there, there is a lot of uh, fandom that's saying, "Oh, but the sixth and the Sith, just uh, you know, with the S, it's just better." But it seems, you know, there is that kind of fight and argument on both sides. Oh, is it a thing that I didn't just come up with because I was no, pretty pleased? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I did, ex- I did a lot of research into that again as well, and of it's like course a, you did, a consensus. You it's a consensus amongst a, a lot of the Star Wars based at Revenge of the Fifth after May the Fourth, um, but there are still some people saying no. Revenge yeah, of the Sixth this, is like, better. Void in the middle of two Star Wars days doesn't make much sense. So I guess I prefer rhyme to alliteration. So there you go. But yeah, seventy dollars. I saw some of the other gameplay. It's a lot of the lightsaber fights are quite flawless. It, it it flows. It doesn't feel janky. It, it again. It's it's one of those visually impressive games. If you have one of these new cards that has ray tracing, it has ray tracing in the game. If if you like Star Wars, you like lightsaber hack and slash games, this might be... You know what ray tracing is? It's the finger limes of citrus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think you've broken Andrew. (laughs) Did I tell you why? Go on. (laughs) Was that enough? Yeah, well, because finger limes are delicious, right? They like, you know, like when you open a pomegranate and all those tiny little balls of those red balls come out and you eat pomegranates. Mm-hmm. Finger limes are like the lime version of that. But they don't taste anything like lime and they're not citrus, but they call them finger <laughs> limes. And that's basically what ray tracing is to me. <laughs> it's unnecessary. Until it's until it's working the way it's supposed to work, it's it's just not the right. They should just call it uh, unnecessary extra technical addition to your graphics card until we get it to work properly. Fair, fair. I love that analogy. I think I'm going to use this now when the, when it comes to things like this. Thank you, Richard. It's the finger lime. It's the finger lime of the gaming industry. <laughs> I've so never had a finger lime. I didn't even know that it was a you, thing okay, before look, this very. You minute. should because they are delicious. But don't go into it thinking you're going to get a wonderful, wonderfully citrusy uh, fruit because it's more like a, a baby marrow in texture, Ugh. but with sweet deliciousness on the inside, not baby marrow on the inside. Yum, yum. We've managed to go on another tangent. <laughs> I know. <laughs> limes are filled with caviar-like beads that release a bubbly pop of tart, citrusy flavor in the mouth. They're also rich in vitamin C and potassium. It's like boba, but worse. (laughs) 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 Budget boba. (laughs) Mom, can we get boba? boba. We have boba at home. Boba at home. (laughs) This is a bag of finger limes. (laughs) (laughs) They look more like avocados to me, to be honest. What? (laughs) Wow, we went from finger limes to avocados. Anyway. Did I tell you I have a temperature of 38.6? <laughs> this is all Richard's fever dream. <laughs> this whole episode is just a fever dream. Planet Richard is an amazing place to be on right now. Not if you're Richard himself, though, because it's probably terrible for him. <laughs> and now in this week's news that nobody cares about, and I mean truly nobody, 
Razor is now making sunglasses. That's right. Don't clean the wax out of your ears because you heard correctly. Razor, in collaboration with Retro Super Future, is releasing a line of sunglasses. Donning the portmanteau name of Razor Super Future. The sunglasses are available at both Razor and Retro Super Futures sales platforms for around 250 euros, uh, which is on par with a pair of high-end Oakleys or Ray-Bans in case you're not from Europe land and don't understand the currency. The Razor sunglasses are limited edition only on sale until they're gone and released today, Friday the 5th. So if you're a Razor Super fan or just into very square eyewear, then you better get a move on because they're only available for a short time. No RGB on these sunglasses, oh, just in case no. you're wondering. There we go. That, that's Sale what they lost me. Yeah. Yep. No RGB? No, it's not worth it. It's, it's can... like the toaster, the Xbox toaster, right? Like no <laughs> no grid things, the, no RGB? No. Sometimes brand crossovers and things like this don't make sense to me, but clearly it does. They've clearly done research. There's clearly a, a very limited market for it. I mean, it's 250 euros for a pair of something. That is... Obscene. That, that is a lot of money. And for, so this... But... Uh, this sent me down a little bit of a gamer glasses rabbit hole. So as you know... <laughs> Why does that rabbit hole exist? I, I dug it today. So... <laughs> You know, for a while, there's been those blue tint light glasses that mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you can get mm-hmm. for gaming, and they're supposed to improve your vision and supposed to not leave you with so much eye fatigue and blah, blah, blah. So I actually found another pair of sunglasses, or sorry, glasses that Razer produces called the Anzu Smart Glasses. So these aren't sunglasses. They're blue light blocking glasses. They only cost $60, not 250 they also have a built-in mic and speakers with low latency Bluetooth, blah, 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 audio. And they are like a wow. quarter of the price of the square retro super duper whatever glasses that <laughs> you can buy from this other place. What? Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't want for either the of these, but this whole, uh, the, the one that Razer Anzu smart glasses seem to be a much better deal to me. Yes. I mean, I've, I've never thought to myself, wow, I really wish my sunglasses had speakers in them, but you know, I can see why (laughs) that's a thing. Oh God, these are hideous. Dude, they look like old school 3d glasses. The, the, the Razor Super Future ones. Yeah, they're so ugly. What? But, Actually, yeah, they so look like new school 3D glasses, which is even worse. What you need to do, though, <laughs> is don't search for it on Google. Search for it on YouTube and look at the people wearing them. Oh, no. That's where you need to be. Oh, oh It's no. probably so much worse. <laughs> they're so now. ugly. I can't they're, even. They're so square. Just... <laughs> you will not catch me dead wearing something like that. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh man! If there's if, if <laughs> this is the thing that none of us asked for and we don't want either. But yeah. here we are, razor sunglasses that uh, have got no RGB or anything else in it either. So, and I mean, not even a pair of speakers. Yeah, how <laughs> dare they try to sell and you me can't something? Play computer games with sunglasses on. So what? Yeah, no. What did you? You know. It seems like a really strange uh, collab. You, it's like, you're, yeah, you're, like, you're a peripheral pe- company. Here's an idea. Sunglasses. For, it's like okay. one of those, you, know those, you know those memes where they're like sitting around a, a table and they're like going through ideas and then the last guy speaks and he gets thrown out the window? <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is the guy that gets thrown out the window. Or like, it should sunglasses. have been, but apparently it's not. Yeah, maybe it was a bulletproof window. I don't know. <laughs> or, or there's a case of everybody, somebody mentioned it's like, great idea. And he's like, 
but nobody wants that. And the CEO gets mad and gets, and then the Throws guy gets out thrown the window, out the window. Yeah. yeah. Gamers are notoriously, people are going to stay indoors. Mm-hmm. What on earth are we going to use sunglasses for? For us to climb oh, into well, our shifting. car to go, to go and purchase the games. So it's just like that small, ah, oh, no. Driving to land. <laughs> <laughs> driving to land. La- yeah, there we land go. Driving <laughs> I will say, speaking of Razer Tech, they are also bringing out a uh, competitor to the st- uh, Stream Deck. But it's really funny because they're like the mock-ups that they made. So the guy who owns Elgato posted like some of the ad stuff they have and it's the same stuff word for word they're bringing out asus rog uh handheld things everybody's going towards the steam deck uh richard no, no, you mentioned stream the... deck oh stream deck. elgato Sorry. stream deck oh uh, yeah. yeah okay yeah I mean, but again it's just wait there's already you know what it's fine i'm clearly very out of touch with what people want and uh, <laughs> if razor feels like this is what people want to get them within the ecosystem with razor microphones and peripherals and everything, by all means. So Sweet. here's some sunglasses you can get for the same price as the Razer Retro Super Future sunglasses. The Ray-Ban Story Smart Glasses. So these are Ray-Bans. They have cameras in either of the lenses. They're also smart glasses. And you can use them to up- upload to Instagram and Facebook on the go, <laughs> like from, from your temple. That's same so price. Cool. Why are we why are we going for those then? If you're gonna be in, just go and get the Ray Ban smart glasses. For fifty euros cheaper you can get the Bose Frames audio sunglasses, which are Bose quality sounds. Um, sound which is cheaper than that. There's all kinds of other things that you can you can get for the same and remember the Snapscan ones, those spectacles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you have money and you <clears> want to spend it on sun, on sunglasses it just seems go go with somebody else, I guess. Yes. Also, did you know that Amazon make a version of the Echo for sunglasses? I didn't. <laughs> Literally, nobody cares about that, Richard. They are a cheaper, lot of, a lot they of are news cheaper than the Razer, Razer Super Future. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have gone down this rabbit hole of smart sunglasses based on the fact that... I ra- told you. I told you it was a rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I prefaced it up You front. dug the f- rabbit hole. <laughs> And here we are just all digging and digging. And I've been roped into this. I can tell you yeah, now, as soon as we end like, this. Oh, look, a rabbit hole. And you've jumped in head first. <laughs> I am Alice. So. Can confirm. <laughs> so before we go down this rabbit hole, we'll do it off podcast. So thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. This has been your gaming news this week. Uh, this is episode... I've just lost track. Seven. <laughs> thank you for listening to episode seven. Uh, of your week in gaming and uh, shout out to again to our friends over at esports central for giving us a platform to talk about nonsensical sunglasses being exorbitantly expensive when you can get better for cheaper <laughs> you can find us on twitter at ywig podcast and by email at your weekend gaming podcast at gmail.com i'm andrew and you can find me on twitter at my name is pengu i'm sam you can find me on twitter at nari mizuki i'm uh richard and you can find me on twitter at frog boots <laughs> or at your nearest hospital. Apparently, he sounds, he sounds like he's done. And he, he's not- so he his brain is so addled with fever that he didn't just yell frog boots. Yeah, frog quite- boots. <laughs> <laughs> there with we go. No, with no tick mark just yet, but soon TM. And uh, Chris is not here. You can find him at Razor. Our next episode will be out on Friday. <laughs> at Razor wearables. <laughs> 
Our next episode will be out on Friday, 12 May 2023 at 7am GMT plus 2 and across all major podcast platforms. No <laughs> We'll see you next week. Bye. You can listen Peace. to it wherever you want. No matter what you do. Listen to them on your glasses. <laughs>